to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com. Episode 300, Planet of the Spiders. My name is John, and joining me every time we wear these fashionable backpacks that also look like spiders is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Do you like my? Do you like it's? It's it's actually a. Nice. Uh, Where'd you get it from? Uh, I I got it from Disneyland. It's one of the oh um, the see I can't remember lounge fly. It's one of those yes. one of lounge fly oh, lounge fly spider. Yes, backpack. I was desperately trying to remember that name. I'm like, uh, I've seen it. I've seen it. What is go. it? I'm gonna lose the joke here. No, it's um, it's there. Yeah, no kidding. That's um quite the backpack. Yes. How are you? I'm. I am uh, everything all at once. I think. There you go. Life life is a little crazy. I will certainly fill you in uh, at uh, Gallifrey one later this week. Ah, yes, that's um, that too. That's also on your plate. I am <laughs> at the same time exhausted, and there's work stuff going on, and at the same stuff there's awesome stuff going on. So it literally is a complete potpourri mm. of of stuff, a panoply of stuff going on. There we go. <laughs> How are you? Uh, I'm d- I'm doing well. The uh, the countdown to Gallifrey One is is upon us. Um, you know, just um, just trying to get everything in order before we leave our home and make the uh, anywhere from twenty five to an hour and twenty minute <laughs> drive to LAX Marriott. Hashtag LA traffic. Yes. On um, Thursday. Uh, thank you. I was going to say on Thursday. Okay. Yeah, so we're we're gonna get there Thursday at uh, an undisclosed time. Uh, I am actually <laughs> going to go. We're, we've already discussed this. I was like, I want to do this this year. It's not really a big thing, but it's something that I think Anna does every year. Uh, we're gonna go to Randy's before we. Hell yes. Before we come by, and I'm we're gonna get a dozen. Yes. Bring it to the room. Yes. Very excited. Love it. Yes. Randy's donuts. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I'm, um, weather seems like it's going to be all right on Thursday. I have been nerding out over the weather quite a bit because we have an outdoor meetup on Saturday that I was like, oh, Oh, yeah. Rain. Well, you know Uh, what? I mean, I know the outdoor meetup, we're going to talk about it, but kind of feels, uh, I know it's not fitting for, uh, for a meetup, but it feels kind of fitting for the theme a little bit. Well, yes, honestly, you know, more than a few people have been like, well, it's kind of tropical if it rains. Right. And I'm like, yes, I totally agree. Uh, The good news is that at the moment, weather underground is like, yeah, it's probably not going to rain until like almost 10 o'clock on Saturday. So I am totally cool with that. Meaning 10 PM. 10. Wonderful. Not AM. Anywho. Wouldn't be it wouldn't be Gallifrey if it if it didn't rain a little bit or I, was incredibly windy. Yeah, do you it that? does sound like it was, yeah, I do. I do. I remember that. And I remember my very first year down in 2017. It was a deluge. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do recall that. Oh yeah, yeah, because that was the one year I drove down. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Wow. And that was a while ago. Anyway, we got we got a lot yeah. to get we got a lot to get to, including, we do. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, what's making us happy this fort. fort yes. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go um, I'll go first. And I mean, okay. the, the first thing is, uh, folks, 300 episodes. Yeah, that is absolutely wild. Um, I <laughs> cannot believe it. Yeah. Um, we are dangerously close to running out of who to watch, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, we will. And, you know, I guess I could have saved this for the end of the episode, but I'm glad to have taken this journey with one of my very good friends um, who literally does more for this podcast than probably anybody else really uh, knows. Um, <laughs> and I appreciate that very much. Editing because, it, posting it. Yeah. Doing reminding reminding myself to send tweets because there is no more tweet deck yeah yeah i'm not giving that goofball eight bucks no ever no, we should no one ever should really honestly true true um but yeah i mean uh 300 episodes absolutely crazy yeah um and i think we we did you know I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to, if this is what we should do, and we're doing it, and uh, we'll get to that review in a second. What else is making me happy? <laughs> um, boop, boop. Super Bowl didn't really make me happy with the outcome, but I hung out I with mean, Ernesto and yeah. uh, and Andrew, um, and it was fun. We had a really good time. I'll be honest, I would have liked to have seen a different outcome as well. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, football isn't my bread and butter. I'm, I'm more excited that, you know, we've got... Um, the start of the 2024, you know, World Surf League yeah. Championship Tour, and have already seen some amazing surfing, especially from the women. They are ripping more than the boys are. So, love it. Hell yeah! Um, but we did watch the Super Bowl yesterday. Um, regrettably, in hindsight, did not watch the, the Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon <laughs> coverage. I know. Lord, that looks like it was so much better. If they do that next year, we're absolutely watching that. I wonder if you get the same um, commercials. I don't know. I, I I would imagine for kids probably not, but yeah. I I don't know. That's a good question. Um, but I, I will say this: that was probably one of the more entertaining uh, Super Bowls I have seen in many years. It was a great. It was a great game. Besides the, it other. was. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was a very good game. Um, yeah. And we were. I mean, I didn't really have a a dog in the fight mm -hmm. or a jet in the fight, if you will. Um, there you go so uh but i was still stressed it was still a stressful game but oh yeah, yeah. it was good times yeah. some of the commercials were pretty fun um mm -hmm. yeah. and then i'm trying to think of what else oh i helped lauren uh film one of the idiots lantern videos on this past saturday and that was fun mm -hmm. we were down in irvine just kind of hanging out we went to um oh boy so i I can't remember if I've told you about this, but I have, I got into the food TikTok a while uh, back and okay. I have a Google map where I entered every, well, I entered it in a spreadsheet and it's like, it looks like you have a lot of addresses. Do you want to make a map? I was like, yes. Cool. So I have like a bunch of different um, food places throughout the greater Los Angeles area that I am like, if we're ever in a pinch, I'm like, are we near anything? And we were near this place called uh, Johnny's The Bronx Pizza um, okay. in uh, Corona Del Mar. It was okay. very good. Um, staff was so New York. It was amazing. Uh, really? Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Saturday was fun. It was a long day, though, but... 
I bet. Overall was was a good time, and I think that is all that nice. is making me happy. This Fortnite, Taylor. What about you? Uh, well, obviously, Gala coming out makes me happy. Yes. Uh, you know, but there will be enough talk about that, so I won't. I won't dive too deep into um all of that um i'm really thrilled that the uh first episode of phenomena city limits is not only out um but from i've had friends reach out to me and be like dude this is a great episode all right did the show like those those gary Sutbrink calls really kind of creep me out i'm like excellent yes <laughs> excellent that's right um <clears throat> one of these days i will uh meet the man behind that voice and say thank you yeah <laughs> you you know um oh david banks anyway um so yeah very excited about that um it's it's inspired me to kind of come up with a couple more um bits of artwork to turn into shirts and stickers and all that goodness um so one's ready to go one isn't ready to go but working on that in my spare time mm-hmm. um I, well, I, like I mentioned, surf season, uh, championship tour has started. One event has already uh, run, and yeah, it like I mean, pipeline North Shore Oahu. That is like the spot. That place when it goes off, it goes off. And um, for many, many years, they had the women actually run their event at a different location because they did not think the women could handle the surf mm. at pipeline, which. Um, unfortunately due to a shark attack oh no um, at the other location a few years back um, which unfortunately I think was fatal it wasn't for oh, a, no. a, a competitor but it was it was somebody you know a, a local um, yikes they were like uh, actually we're gonna move the women to pipe and I'm sorry the women have stepped up and the women could absolutely shred at Love pipe um, I, th- I think at one point before, before the finals, the top five scoring waves of that event were all women. Oh wow, love it! Yeah, so we're 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 talking, you know, high nines, high eights, and you know, by the end there were a few tens. That's so, awesome. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, and it's just I love watching it. What can I say? There you go. Um, so the last thing that is making me happy. This is like. I don't know. This is really kind of an emotional thing mm-hmm. for me. Um, if everybody out there who is listening, if you've got HBO Max, I know they dropped the HBO. I haven't. Kind of like I still call it Twitter. <laughs> if go. you have HBO Max, I want you to at least watch two episodes. Just give yourself two episodes to try a show called The Craftsman. Um, it's the a Magnolia Girl. Network show, The Craftsman. Um, it follows this guy. He's, he's in his seventies. He's got a mill works up in Eureka, California. All right. Um, and just listening to this guy talk, he is, I swear he is a philosopher trapped in a woodworker's body. <laughs> um, I don't know how else to put it. Um, but this is like my mega chill out show. Uh, these days I'm literally on a rewatch of the two seasons they have so far. Um, and so we decided that this year for spring break, instead of going to Monterey like we normally do, we're going to go up to Eureka. Oh, all right. Um, and and Perrin, especially, but both kids have kind of been like, oh, this guy's really cool. But Perrin especially has been like, I would love to meet this guy. This guy is like my hero right now. <laughs> Great. Um, because, you know, 
Perrin is a tinkerer. He he is a maker. You know, he likes building things. So is he very much kind of clicks with this guy. Um, and so, you know, we, we book a few nights up there mm-hmm. and Amber and I agreed that, you know, once we, once we had the dates, I was going to call up there and be like, Hey, here's our situation. We're coming to visit. Would it be possible to, you know, just get a little bit of FaceTime with the guy? Like I know he's busy and all that kind of stuff. So it turns out they actually offer tours um, of you know their facility and they've they've got a lot of their machinery and stuff is you know anywhere from 70 to like 120 years old and it's all still working yeah right so i saw that they open at nine and i had was driving into work i think it was, it was i think it was probably a tuesday um and uh so i call up there it's like two minutes after nine uh-huh. and you know the phone picks up and here's this you know older gentleman's voice and for a moment i'm like oh my god is this and so i'm trying to stay calm and not just like plow through like every single word <laughs> that i'm trying to get out to try and you know uh get this out well it turns out he accidentally hung up on me <laughs> he accidentally at first. <laughs> accidentally because oh, i called right back and I was like, hey, so I just called. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. We just got a new phone system and it's going to be the death of me. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 please don't let anything be the death of you because. And so I go on to explain and I'm fully expecting. Well, one, wasn't expected to talk to him. Yeah. Um, but two, um, you know, was fully expecting to be like, okay, yeah, you're coming up, but you know, he's going to be busy and this and so like, oh, well, you know, for this much more, we'll, you know, set aside some time and no, none of that. He goes, look, I'll tell you what, give us a call a couple days before you're coming up and I will make sure that I'm here and available. That's great. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, cause I'm like, like if we could just get a little bit of time to get like, I don't know, like an autograph, maybe a couple pictures. He goes, Oh, more than that. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God. That's great. And I'm, I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm in tears. Yeah. Like I'm off the phone and my eyes are wet, you know? And I, and I text Amber and she's just blown away. She's like, Oh my God. And so get home that evening. And then she's like, okay, I suppose we should tell parent. And <laughs> told him and he is his eyes are wet and so this is going to be really emotional this is going to be a great time though so i'm very yeah. excited for that so a little less than two months and oh boy there you go wow that's gonna Can't be wait. fun yeah so there we go sorry long story i oh, totally have oh. eaten up a bunch of time but it was that's really 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 making it happen yeah that's week. great wonderful wow well yeah let's uh let's get to some who news before we get to uh the rest of our 300th episode yeah, no kidding. Um, and I mean, I guess thankfully this week, not a ton of who knows. Um, sadly, of course, yeah, uh, we have to open with the uh, news that Michael Jaston, the Valyard himself, is so thankful that we saw him at a Gallifrey one recently. I yeah. can't remember if it was last year or the year before, but he has passed at the age of 88. Yeah, very sad. Very indeed. I mean, that was one indeed. of our, uh, I know a lot of people didn't didn't enjoy uh, the trial, trial of the time, lord. time lord but I yeah know we did and we absolutely enjoyed the valyard oh my gosh yes and every single crazy name that six came up with for him yes the brickyard the 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 i don't know i can't remember any of them 
He had a lot of them. He did. He totally did. Um, so, Godspeed, yes, Mr. Jason. Um, uh, Russell's got a little bit of news on the 2025 series. Mm. Maybe that's just the way to call it. If they really are coming every year, rather than like trying to renumber them, it's the yeah. 2024 series, it's the 2025 series. I don't know. Um, so, Doctor Who magazine 600. They we hit 300 episodes. Oh. They hit 600 issues. Um, Russell gave an update on filming and production because they are working on that. Um, so block one of the production period began actually back in October of last year. Um, and that was all dedicated to the Christmas special for the end of this year. Mm -hmm. Um, the editing on the special should be locked by now. And the special effects have begun, um, block two. Uh, this is directed by Peter Hoare, consists of episode one and four. Um, so filming on this block included Shooty, Millie Gibson, and an actor named Jonah Howard King. Okay. Uh, Davies wrote on the 2nd of January that the episodes were already filmed, except for the opening scene of episode one, which was filmed sometime in the middle of January, featuring none of the main cast. Interesting. Yeah. What could that possibly mean? I, I have know. no idea. I have no idea. Uh, block three began with uh, director Amanda Bracci. Uh, and that was on the 8th of January this year, uh, consisting of episodes two and three. Um, and new companion actress uh, Varadra Sethu and an actor named Louis Corne were spotted filming scenes along Shooty uh, in Penarth, Wales. Uh, this is the whole Miami stuff that we were talking about a yeah. few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and Davies revealed that there is a guest star in episode two who has played a different role in a previous episode of Doctor Who. What does that mean? <laughs> well, you remember how like Colin Baker played like Gallifreyngard? Yes. Right. And then became the Doctor. Yes. Right. Or or Karen Gillan had, you know, played two different roles. So this is a guest star in episode two who has played a different role in a previous episode of Doctor Who. All right, fine. That's what it means. All right. Couldn't possibly tell you. And wow, Block 5 now is rumored to be directed by Ben Williams uh, since uh, Russell wrote that Episode 5 has already had uh, methodology meetings and the Episode 6 script is still being readied. Block 5 likely to contain those episodes, which leaves Block 6 with Episode 7 and 8 of the 8-episode season. Davis revealed that the episode seven script sits waiting while promising that as of the 2nd of January, the episode eight script would be written soon. <laughs> All right. Um, and it looks like that production progress on the upcoming, I guess I can't really call it current. Oh, I, I call it current. So I was thinking of the Christmas specials as being part of that next season. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, the 2024 season. Uh, is already filmed in various stages of editing, visual effects, and music with episode four of the series complete and ready for when the series transmits in May. Okay. I well, know. That is Very excited. That's a Let's lot go. of news. Yep. And for those of you who will be going to Gallifrey One, um, if you go to our show notes and you want, if you haven't already thrown the uh, podcasters meetup, uh, which is Friday at 4.30, um, or the Hoobians Hutiki meetup, which is Saturday at 1 p.m. Onto your sked. There are links to both of those in the show notes. We hope to see you there. Yes, absolutely. Come on, come on. 
Yes, absolutely. Right. Well, then it is time. It is time. Planet <clears throat> of the Spiders, starring John Pertwee as the Doctor, Liz Sladen as Sarah Jane Smith, Nicholas Courtney as the Brig, and George Cormack as Conpo. Written by Robert Sloman and directed by Barry Letts. It first aired May 4th, my birthday. That's right. Through June 8th, someone else's birthday. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who somebody's, but happy birthday to them. Uh, 1974. Ooh, it is the fifth and final story of season 11. And we have a, we'll call it a slew of story notes brought to us by the fine folks over at the TARDIS Datacor. Yeah, and let me just say that this might be the story that has had the most story notes I have ever seen in a TARDIS Datacor entry. Really? Uh, I, I realize we have like a slew and a half, Ooh. Um, quite honestly, and there are even more okay. on the page for this story. So by all means, go check it out if you want to. Yeah. Most notably, this is the first time that the term regeneration is used on screen. Really? Yes. Oh, interesting. Believe it or not. Uh, This is also the first time we see someone other than the Doctor regenerate, namely Kanpo Rinpoche. Um, And I believe me, I I had a moment when he was like, oh, yeah, Choje, that's a projection of myself. And I was like, oh, it's bi-generated. And then he becomes, I'm like, oh, no, I guess it's more of a watcher. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> something else. It's a little bit more Legopolis than it is the giggle. Okay. <laughs> Though not credited, Barry Letts wrote this story with Robert Sloman. Therefore, oh. this marks the only on-screen story in Doctor Who history to be written, produced, and directed by the same person. Interesting. Yep. Yep. Um, this story, oh boy, does it ever, features a large chase scene, including Bessie, the Whomobile, <laughs> a police car, a gyrocopter, a hovercraft, and a boat. This was added by Barry Letts as a parting gift to John Pertwee, who loved vehicles oh, and okay. chase sequences. All right, I love it then. Yep, yep. That just, I saw that. I'm like, yep. That's great. And that, yep. And that, in, that inspired a possible alternate title, which honestly was taken from like a sticker idea that somebody going to Gallifrey one did. And I was like, I kind of like that. I'm going to steal that. I don't know if we're going to use it, but yeah, the fast and the hoovious. <laughs> uh, Terrence Dix remarked in the DVD commentary that he wanted to make sure the Brigadier was present to witness the doctor's regeneration. So as to ensure there would not be a repeat of the events that occurred in spearhead from space, where it took a considerable amount of effort for the Brigadier to be convinced that the doctor had indeed changed his appearance. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yep. Speaking of the brig, his line, well, here we go again, was an unscripted ad lib by Nicholas Courtney. Love it. Yep. So very perfect. Um, interestingly enough, parts of the story were recorded at the same time as parts of Tom Baker's first story, Robot. This not only meant that John Pertwee and Tom Baker were literally playing the Doctor at the same time, but also that Elizabeth Sladen, and to a lesser extent Nicholas Courtney and John Levine, were having to rush back and forth between the two productions. That's crazy. I, you know, I was thinking about this. Is that? I guess they were never on the same set at the same time, but it would have been really cool if there was like a set picture. Between oh, of them both kind of like just hanging out or something. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Definitely. Um, so Joe, uh, Joe sort of kind of 
indirectly appears in the story. She sends the doctor a package containing the blue metabilis crystal, which the spiders want, making this serial sequel a sort of a sequel of the Green Death. Ah, yes. Uh, this is also one of the first times that a past companion has played a role in a later story. Although Joe doesn't actually appear in the story, she totally does appear in the novelization, which I believe I own. Oh. I meant to double check. I think I've got the target novelization of this one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, this is the first of two Doctor Who stories to feature giant spiders. The other, of course, being Arachnids in the UK, which was released a whopping 44 years later. Oh, boy. Yep. Um, Elizabeth Sladen and quite a few others. Like I kind of had to pick and choose the notes here. So Elizabeth Sladen was arachnophobic and did not enjoy having a large, albeit fake spider on her back. Uh, Robert Sloman, oddly enough, also arachnophobic. Oh, geez. Yep. Um, To make John Pertwee's final serial, a special occasion, Barry Letts assembled a cast that largely consisted of his friends together with guest performers from earlier Doctor Who stories with whom the series star had enjoyed a good relationship. That's fun. Isn't that cute? I like that. I love that. I love that. Um, While filming the chase scene, and we will certainly talk about this chase scene, John Deerth barely avoid injury when the gyrocopter fell over and broke apart after escaping its moorings. Oh, no. Um, And no, even worse, part of a rotor blade actually sliced into his jacket. Whoa. Yeah. Yikes. Totally. Um, And lastly, the reality of his impending departure was a heavy blow to John Pertwee. He would spend time reading and answering fan mail instead of mingling with the cast and crew. Oh. Yeah. Well, all 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 things must come to an end. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. And that was the end of the story notes. Well, there you go. And that means it's the beginning of a world famous synopsis by Taylor. Taylor, take it away. Oh boy, the doctor and Sarah Jane respond to a call from Mike Yates, who has found that not all is really what it seems at a local Buddhist meditation center. Oh, Sure, it's all ohms and mandalas and namaste right where you are because a race of super sentient spiders from Metabilis 3 are after that crystal the doctor stole way back in the green death and which Joe has shipped back to the doctor in a shocking bit of timing. After a whole lot of back and forth between Earth and Metabilis 3, plus more Palpatine lightning than the entirety of Star Wars, the doctor accepts responsibility for his actions, defeats the Great One, and gets back to unit just in time to become Tom Baker. Oh, boy. Taylor, before we get to our overall feelings, I have a yes. question for you. Yes, please. Is this the strangest adaption of Flowers for Algernon you've ever watched? <laughs> um, yes, I probably would say it is because I don't recall Flowers for Algernon having quite as intense a chase scene. Yes, and there's probably a lot less like um, you know, uh force powers spiders. and spiders. Yeah. yeah. And and palpatine lightning and I don't think flowers for Algernon have any hovercrafts in it. No, I But don't I haven't know. I haven't read it since high school. Yeah, so. it's been a minute. It's been a minute, but uh anyway. <laughs> Taylor, what do you think what do you think of uh of John Pertwee's last story here? I'll be honest, I, I rather enjoyed it. I mean, as far as final stories go, this feels like a proper adventurous send-off for Pertwee. Like, there's some properly, like, you know, downright James Bondian moments. Yes, oh my goodness. Yeah. In this, you know, for, for you know, an era of Doctor Who that was kind of a response to the the growing popularity of, like, spy movies 
and bond and stuff like that you know this this really is a good send-off like every time i start to kind of bring this up there's like this one camera shot from the chase scene where i think the doctor basically drives the hovercraft like from the water up onto the beach kind of goes around the camera so the camera is panning with him yeah and makes this arc across the beach and then goes back out onto the water and i'm like that is such just like a bond kind of angle yeah like love it yeah um just love it yeah i also uh i i i really enjoyed this i don't know if i if i if i enjoyed everything i was seeing it um, definitely feels like a story that could have been four episodes instead yes, of six. I, I mean, I agree. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel I still feel like we could have gotten all the points across and had that very long chase scene with trains, planes, or yep. no trains, planes, and automobiles. Yep. Yeah, holy moly. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think you're right as as far as a a send off. I think I think it. It was very, very well done. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of felt that uh, that everyone was was pretty bummed out that Pertwee was leaving. I got, mm-hmm. I got that uh, sense at the end. Um, I think um, there's a couple of things I want to I want to go over, and I guess we should maybe start with um, let's start with with Conpo. Okay, because I feel like there's a lot there. Um, and I just kind of wonder. Okay, so basically, spoilers for this forty-four uh, <laughs> some odd year old story. Uh, Kong Po is a Time Lord um, who left Gallifrey. He was like, "I don't. These guys are squares. I'm getting out of here, man." <laughs> uh, and you know, he he hung out uh, hung out on Earth and. Yeah into that yeah and um i guess he also goes by the the name the hermit which would make sense yes it makes makes sense so my question here is um if if we are to if we have this in in the lore that um kanpo can i guess what um make a mental projection of himself right yes so i mean we you know i guess you could just say it's he can do that Time Lords are capable of doing it, but they're not all going to do it. Um, well, yeah, I mean, and it's it is worth noting this this story actually turns fifty this year. Woo! Yeah. Oh yeah. Did, um, yeah. Did, yeah. I didn't get nah, Arachnids in the UK was a few years ago, but 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 um, I think of it this way, right? You know how like the master is really good at like hypnosis, yeah, mind control, right? That's kind of what he's studied for lack of a better term. So he's really, really good at it. Gotcha. So Kanpo, you know, he's like, hey, I'm out of here, you squares. I'm going to go hang out with these hip dudes and meditate for a bit. Yeah. That, I think you could look at it as something that he has put into practice and that he has trained himself to do. So yes, I mean, I think I think other Time Lords could do it. Yeah. Um, you could make the case that the watcher in Legopolis I was that's what I was getting at <laughs> is yeah is basically the same kind of thing even though the doctor may not intentionally know that he's doing it yeah so that that's kind of what I was getting at I was I'm like has has no one because I feel like I haven't seen any but then again I don't know if I've really uh looked around to see if people are making these connections but I'm sure someone has obviously 
I well look, I mean, like I said, I, I truly thought I was like, oh my god, this is this is where Russell got the idea of by generation because here's this this projection. Oh, it's it's a future yes projection. It's not a past. That was projection. also I I thought that was very that was a very fun regeneration. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was I'll, cool. I I will say, however, of course, with with all deference to the actor who played Cho Jay, um, I would have liked to see you know somebody at least closer to tibetan uh uh uh, lineage oh yeah (laughs) playing that character and rather than you know somebody you know affecting an accent yeah i mean we're we've been avoiding one serial for quite a while (sighs) and we will eventually eventually get to it 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 will just it will just happen but look this is this is the same era of Doctor Who that that you know we just watched a story where they're like no we're gonna have Chinese actors yeah like there's a bar like it's there it's been done this isn't like a well there's just not any around yeah they like, just they looked around are. and went uh oh no we can't find <laughs> they just yep. looked around we'll the go room with this guy around. from like you know Sussex I don't know oh yeah picking I a random spot in England no idea where this gentleman yeah. is from but no I don't and it's neither here nor there yes but yeah. We also got the, uh, I guess, like, now in lore that he can, or at least, you know, again, we don't know. But he he helped uh, push the Doctor's regeneration. Mm, yes, that's right. Uh, Give him a little nudge. Yeah, which is um, also very interesting. A lot of... Um, a lot of hand gestures uh, throughout these six episodes. Yes. Um, not in, in the lewd sense. Uh, in the uh, I'm going to either push your regeneration or I'm going to shoot uh, lightning at you. Uh, Taylor. Uh, yeah. Holy moly. <laughs> everybody in this story had lightning hands. It was. Yeah. Wild. And let's, you know. I can only imagine what this would look like without um, the. I guess I have to call them special effects. Maybe just I maybe mean, just yeah. effects. Um, it, it's it looks like looks like a lot of guys, a lot of white guys doing a salute. Um, oh oh boy. boy, yeah. Um, so maybe it's better that there is like poorly drawn lightning shooting out of their hands. Um, yeah, I'm not joking. This is there is sh- like I don't think actual like meditating can really give you like lightning finger powers yeah i mean i guess it, it might make your fingers tingle yeah just from sitting still for so long but between that the the spiders being able to do it um there's just yeah it's crazy yeah i mean i um a lot yeah a lot of electricity um and let's be honest they're doing it before star wars so oh yeah Let's just let's just Whoa. consider the fact mm. that George Lucas stole this idea. <laughs> yeah, he's a thief. Spread that around, people. <laughs> Not saying spread it around. No, I'm just saying consider it. Consider that he is a hundred percent of it. No, just kidding. <laughs> um. So yeah, basically, uh, we are in. Um. You know, we're in this temple. We're all meditating, and we just uh, happen to uh, conjure um, super smart, intelligent spiders that can turn invisible and take over you. Um, you know, regu- <laughs> As you do. regular stuff. Also, that um, 
it looked like they conjured the spider on uh, the the game of life playing board. <laughs> um, yes, this big kind of like mandala beach blanket. Yes, thing uh, which does yeah I suppose kind of look like it could be a very intricate board game, um, a very Eastern philosophy philosophical that's the word i'm looking for uh and candy candy land there you go <laughs> yeah i i i have to admit i don't i don't know how much i mean i honestly like have at times can you know align myself more with buddhist philosophy than than mm -hmm. with anything else although i i would argue today i'm probably the least zen buddhist um, in the world uh because life is stressful um i don't really know how much of this that they really kind of like nailed down in terms of like yes this is how they do things other than like we're gonna sit and we're gonna do a bunch of ohms uh, yeah, I and, don't, and, I don't and apparently the more intense and angrily we make it sound, the better we're doing at it. Apparently. The bigger the spider, yes. The big, yes, the bigger the spider, yes. yeah. And let's talk about the spiders for just a hot oh, minute. Oh boy, because can we? yes, we can. <laughs> um, because we we return to Metabolus three uh, in this story, which which I'm thankful for. Although they honestly, the the what is it? It's humans who got to metabolus three yeah uh, so and and if i'm not mistaken actually had some regular old spiders still away on the ship yeah i i'm just i'm confused <clears throat> because when we visit uh metabolus three in um the green death it is yeah. um a twisted nightmare place yes oh gosh that's right it totally was wasn't it where we do have it there's a blue it is blue and it's it's mm -hmm. creepy and scary, and he ends yeah. up taking the crystal from there. Um, but uh, where was all of that in this? <laughs> because well, it seemed pretty uh, tame and calm, besides our eight-legged overlords. Um, let's let's put it this way: I believe, I believe, um, as Californians, we can relate to the fact that sometimes it's horribly, horribly stormy, and then sometimes not. Yes, uh, I it, the doctor just happened to show up in the middle of a horrible storm. I guess during the green. I don't know. I yeah, don't it, know. it just. It, I wonder it, if they were like, "That was too weird. We can't do that again." But lightning, <laughs> lightning spiders. We're all in on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, you know, humans get to Metabolus three at one point. They start setting up shop. They decide, "Hey, we want to dress vaguely like Native Americans." <laughs> oh, no. Um. And and you know there's there's stowaway daddy long legs yes. uh, go traipsing up near these crystals. These crystals apparently have the ability to um, enhance the mind, as we see with uh, uh, um, Tommy. Yes, oh Tommy, we'll and we'll get Tommy. Yes. We'll get Tommy. And so now they've become giant leftover Halloween decorations that are super smart can reach through space and possibly time to connect with a bunch of crooked guys who are meditating. <laughs> yes. I mean, that just sounds like a normal day on Doctor Who. Yeah, pretty much. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, what what did you th- you said leftover um, Halloween decoration? Yes, which I don't I don't necessarily disagree with. What did you think of? I guess the presentation of them, like how they like when they would talk, how they would move. Oh, uh, um, I mean, <laughs> really and truly, like you know, you you. You talk to people about classic Doctor Who, and it is floppy monsters and wobbly sets, yes. um, and and they mean it affectionately. Let's let's be entirely honest with that. Yeah, most of us we mean that very affectionately, um, and this is right in that same wheelhouse. Um, you know, it's it's fishing wire and possibly you know little sticks underneath <laughs> yeah. their their what council seats i guess yes the council of spiders yes the council of spiders yes oh also Uh, they hate that word now oh yes no 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 no. and so we we go with what feels like a term that belongs in a young adult novel yes you know where it's like oh here are these animals as our main characters they don't know the word human. They don't know the word people. We'll call them the two legs. Two legs. Oh, but the eight legs are better because we have four times as many legs. <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know. I. It's me being nitpicky because I've been around too many young adult novels where, you know, the animals are main characters and they yeah. talk like that. Oh, I mean, yeah. I didn't love it, but I mean, I rolled with it, certainly. But the... The the warbly, <clears throat> auto tuned kind of like yeah. <laughs> spider speech kind of got a little tiring after a while, and got <clears throat> extra tiring. Excuse me, I need to drink water here in a second. But got extra tiring when it was like the great one. Oh yeah, the and great it was one. like they they were just I don't know they were losing it. They were going off. The yeah. crystals have driven them mad. Um, and and it just gets really pitchy for a bit. Yeah, I feel like we uh, could have given the great one a different uh, voice changey thingy. Yep, that's just maybe me because it's is literally just like one person voicing all of the spiders. It was actually two. Oh, it was. Oh wow, it was actually two. Um, it was. Um, oh gosh, um, the gal who played. Alpha Centauri. Oh, uh, in Peladon, I think it's Zane Churchman is her last Zane name. Churchman, uh, Kismet Delgado, and Maureen yes. Morris. There are three. Okay, I'm sorry, three. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got as I got as far as Zane Churchman and Kismet Delgado. Yes, that Delgado. Yeah. Um, and was like, oh my god, and then like I recognize those names, and then obviously, unfortunately, did not see the third. Sorry about that. Oh. So yes, we had we had three different voices then. But you're not wrong. They all sounded pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I thought overall as the villain, they were they were a good villain. Um, mm-hmm. I I liked the idea of uh, <laughs> these spiders coming to Earth and just wearing us as backpacks and just being like, hey, the <laughs> hey the crystals in that room, shoot that guy with electricity. Um, yeah, or with light, use your lightning fingers. Um, yeah, I, I like that. And they, you know, they're creepy enough. Like spiders are creepy to me, at least. Oh, but, yeah, no, totally. Um, and that that was a lot of fun. I think one person we need to talk about. We're going to talk about Tommy, but 
I think another guy we have to talk about who literally didn't have two legs to stand on, in my opinion, was our bumbling uh, villain. Ah, uh, uh, yes. Who is uh, L- Lupton, which is also Lupton. just um, a bum- bumbling villain name. Lupton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mind you, one letter off from a pretty decent tea company, but, you know. True, true. And if he, you know, was in that family, maybe he wouldn't have been meddling in things he didn't. You know. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> that's, that's an excellent point. Yes, yes. Excellent, excellent point. Um, so, what... <laughs> I feel like, you know, he's like, no, I can be of help. And they're, they're like, okay, fine. And he's like, just kidding. Let's overthrow the government, the spider government. Um, yeah. I did I did find that very interesting to where uh, the spider that was with him was like, hey, you're going uh, to listen to me. And yep. he's like, wait, how'd you do that? And he's like, okay, I can do it better. Uh, I thought that was ve- a very interesting thing that, like... Oh, yeah, because he, he inflicts on yes. on her as well. Yes, that's right, that's right. So, I, I and I just wonder, like, was he more... I, I guess he was more... He claims that he's smarter than most of the people on Earth anyway. Um, I mean... I know that was him just, like, being, like, uh, an egomaniac. Um, sure, yeah. I mean, at the same time, like, if you were that smart, Lupton, like, why'd you let yourself get so sweaty and your hair so messed up? But, you know, <laughs> that's just, maybe I'm being superficial maybe. here. Because um, really, yeah, he, he is kind of, you know, he, he is looking, he's looking for a win. He is looking for power. And he is ultimately on his own side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say all the scenes with him just like hanging out with a bunch of spiders were yes. pretty funny to me. Um, yes. And the, him trying to like be like, hey, I did I did this before with the mind stuff. I'm going to do it again. And they're like, nah, we're all going to Care Bear stare at you, basically, and <laughs> with our minds, and you're just going to fall on the floor. Um, and I, he just kept coming back and interjecting yeah. himself in things. And I was like, you better, like, stand down. My guy, you're you're you were just uh, creating problems for yourself, and he is persistent. You got to give him that. He was, and I feel like it towards the end. He's like, "No, hey, I'm in charge here," and it was like, "What? No, you're not. Like you haven't been for uh, two episodes at least." Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe he just gets electrocuted to death, which is basically just what happens to half the people in this show. Ultimately, yeah, there there is. I feel like. For as much as we get these Palpatine powers, yeah, uh, throughout this entire story, um, I feel like there's a serious inconsistency with like, okay, here's one zap and like you're knocked out. Okay, here's one zap, you're dead. Here's like 800 zaps and somehow Tommy is still standing. Yeah. Uh. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, like. At least in Star Trek, they can say set phasers to stun, set phasers to kill, set phasers to you know roast beef. Yeah, and 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 we go okay. I'm I'm expecting someone to die. I'm not expecting someone to die. I'm expecting lunch meat. Whatever. Um, we don't have that here. We just have like I'm shooting late. I'm shooting lightning at you now. It's a roll of the dice as to what happens to you. I suppose. Yeah, and I mean, I guess in that. 
in that um, discussion, we can now, I guess, move over to Tommy, who yes. is um, the handyman who I, I didn't realize. I may, I know I made my flowers for Algernon reference, but when we first see him, he's trying to show someone a flower that he made. Oh, um, fair point. And then it was uh, crushed, and he was very sad. Um, I, uh, and I and I hear I thought you were going to make. You know, I know I was making a flowers for Algernon reference, but really he's a little bit more Lenny from of Right, Man. right, right. Yes, uh, it's a combination, I guess. A little bit because of the cr- the crystal makes him uh, makes him a changed man. That's right. Where he's like, I can read, I can read books. Um, I know multi-syllable words now. Yes, um, I can uh, absorb a copious amount of lightning. Um, yes, yeah. So I mean, that's the thing. It's it's like so. To- Tommy, you know, basically, he's just like, hey, you guys have cool looking pendants. Give them to me. Um, yeah, I like shiny things. He likes shiny things, which is how he he ends up. The way he he steals the blue crystal is <laughs> very funny to me because I feel like that's a second story window. Uh, oh, right? you know, it might it might have been. It might have been even taller, and he just appears outside of the window and takes the crystal and leaves oh man yeah and he keeps trying to give that crystal to sarah jane and i don't think he he ever well i think he might at the end but um the crystal basically changes him from a a quote simple-minded handyman to uh someone who's who's pretty uh well versed yeah um and yeah that's 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 one thing that i you mentioned you know we don't we don't know the strength of the lightning because if you really think about it at the end of i think this is episode five i think i think so where he's just we have like these four dudes who have been taken over by our our spiders and they're just lightning bolting the heck out of poor tommy who's just taking it yes and it really makes me wish i had um the fireball 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 uh, yes. sound clip to have thrown on the soundboard but yes. alas you'll just have to imagine it that's basically what it is they're they're larping yes basically and at one point they're like well this guy's not and it's so funny because it's like oh they do try to grab him at one point and he shoves them mm-hmm. off and they're yep. like oh boy well we better call home and they they um they conjure more power and they, which of course is not the sound we have on the soundboard right now. Yeah, no more. It's not there. Oh boy. Oh well. I guess. Well, that's all right then. And there you go. they shoot him again, and I believe he falls over, and then he's like, "I'm fine." Um. <laughs> so yeah, that I think that's that's a really weird thing to where we cannot really gauge who is going to get a little lightning and die, and who's going to. I mean, the doctor got lightning once. Yeah. And he was like, I'm dying. Go get a machine from the TARDIS. Oh, right. Yes. Which I don't know if that machine has a name. And I also don't really know what it did. (laughs) Did it suck the lightning out of him? I don't know what. Something like that. I mean, this obviously, you know, Pertwee ends up in bed in his very first story. Pertwee ends up in bed in his very last story. Yes. I don't know what to say. Not also, not just in bed. There was, I think, what, like half a episode where 
they were all just like in these cocoon knapsacks. Oh God, yes. And I was yes. like, you mentioned the gift that was that was given to, uh, I guess, the multiple gifts, which was, uh, you know, everyone he made friends with along the way. They were brought back, um, mm-hmm. and then also the big chase scene, which we haven't even gotten to. No. Um, I think that I think the third gift was. Hey, do you just want to say most of your lines lying down comfortably? In a spider silk sleeping bag. In a spider silk sleeping bag, and then also um, on a cot. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like that was that was the other the other gift. But yeah, what in the world does that machine do? Uh, suck out the venom. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like I'm very confused. Uh, it, oh, it I think I think it MacGuffins. MacGuffins. Got it. yes, got it. Yeah. yeah. I'm literally yeah. just scrolling to see if there's like if there's something I can see something. here that would be like uh anything, anyone? Bueller? And I don't think something. so. Okay. So, let's let's um let's circle back here. Um there's the whole thing with the the blue crystal, yep, and and Lupton, and he gets it, and he, I believe, like there is, I think it's like ha- it feels like half the episode is a giant long crazy car chase, not yeah. just a car chase. This is land, yeah. sea, and air. Chase. Yeah, it's um, it's wonderful. It's so I love it, love it, love it, love it, and. I forgot about the. I just called it the manta ray looking car. Oh, the Humobile. I forgot about the Humobile. Mm-hmm. So we have Bessie the Humobile, um, and I believe Lupton takes the Humobile, right? Uh, he he does, yes. And if I'm not mistaken, the Brigadier goes for Bessie, and he goes, "No, no, Brigadier, you'll damage my car." Yes, that is the most Pertwee thing. I love it. Um, I love it. This is this is GTA who it basically was because they lose Lipton at like an airfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I believe like, yeah, the doctor gets in this chopper and he flies and, and yes. then they, they lose him. Let's not forget the let's, let's not forget the police officer. Oh, this poor this poor officer. He's just like <laughs> I'm just going to go home for the rest of the day. I love that he's just like, I yep. need to get a report. And they're like, not now. He's like, oh, what? Yep. The car it, flies? I got to go. Yep. It's, oh, I love it. It's a very yes. good and comedic the, beat, yes. It is. It is. Um, and, and we wouldn't see comedic beats like that involving police cars until Smoking the Bandit in 1977. No. Um, but yeah, they... So, they they follow Lupton. They can't find him. And it, like you said, in t- typical GTA fashion, you just hide somewhere until somebody gets out of vehicle and then you steal it. That's right. Um, and I feel like, is this before, like, there was so much stuff going on. Was this before or after the hovercraft? And oh, no, the, this is this is this is before. So oh Lupton takes off in this copter. Yes. Uh, 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 the doctor and Sarah Jane hop in the Humobile and then it flies. Yes. Now is, like I said, I don't really remember the Humobile a lot. Apparently is this the first instance of it flying? I, I am not a hundred percent certain, but it might be. 
Um, I, yeah, the Whomobile did not come along until very late in Pertwee's run. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this might be, but can I just say that that has got the sweetest silver metal flake paint job? Yes, like, it does. When you get some close-ups of it, you're like, dude, this thing is like a fiberglass boat, and it is awesome. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, First and thing. then, and then, yes, after the copter, then we get to the hovercraft and the boat chase. So it's it's only in two episodes. Oh it's gosh, an invasion, that that. it's an invasion of the dinosaurs. Okay. And um and this and then it's also in something called Billy Smart's Children's Circus, uh, which apparently featured um the Doctor and the Whomobile. Interesting. It was a live show that featured John Pertwee as the Doctor. Oh wow! Interesting. All right. Well. There you go. There yeah, you it go. only showed up in two in two uh, televised serials. Then yes, I, I can say with confidence this is the first time we see it fly. Yeah, because uh, I mean I'm I'm trying to look it up here. I don't remember it in, in Invasion of the Dinosaurs, so I'm going to say yes. Second and noticeably more advanced car, the Whomobile. <laughs> Sees the Whomobile. Uh, I don't see anything. Yeah, this, so that might be why it's like oh, it's flying. Um, yeah, so then they fly, and then um, I believe the spider on Lupton's back says, this machine is running out of liquid. Yes. He's like, gas? And the spider's like, I don't know, sure. <laughs> uh, and then we have to land, and then we wait for a man to get out of a boat, and then I think a hovercraft comes up, and he's like, hey, distraction? And then takes his boat and electrocutes him, and then the doctor's in a hovercraft. Yeah, and it's wild. It's absolutely wild. It's so good. It's it's yeah. It's it's great stuff. The entire back half of the episode was just uh, just vehicle chases, and, is, and, and oh. it was it was just episode two. Like there's four more episodes after this. It's like holy moly. And we forgot. There's also like there's some very like like the whole cop things a comedic beat. The whole thing with the brig at the like at the very end of the episode where he's like, "Well, here we go again." Uh, where he's just kind of like, "Oh, we got to do this again." Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another beat here where you know we're in the middle of this vehicle chase, and I believe the doctor has the hovercraft on land, and there's just like some. I, I assume oh, the- he is um, some sort of a hobo. Yes, he, he is referred to in the TARDIS Data Core entry as a tramp, which I think is British for hobo. So yes. yes. And he, he's just, you know, trying to live his life and take a nap on the side of this mountain. And the doctor runs him over with a hovercraft. Yes. Uh, yes. Which I, I'd forgotten about that until you mentioned it, but yes. It was, it was like, that's so weird. Like It is. Like that's the script. Yeah. They got to find this hill and this guy and run him over. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, a, a fun uh, for its time chase featuring yeah. many vehicles. Yes. It's like Cannonball Run, but smaller. Yes. In British. Yes. Um, trying to think of what else. I know. There's lots of karate chops because that's Pertwee. Oh, yeah. Lots oh, of. Oh, yes. Sean, do you remember? In Church on Ruby Road, where Shooty talks about spending a hot, sweaty summer with Harry Houdini once. Yes, I do have my Harry Houdini reference in all caps. We, most of my we notes get, are. yes, 
we get the Harry Houdini reference. I remember somebody online being, I'm like, well, shoot, you know, three spend a summer with him as well. I'm like, well, who's not to say that he's referencing the same one? But yes, this is the episode where we get the Harry Houdini reference. I think it's also, there might be another one. I think possibly um, there's a reference to Harry Houdini in in 13 as well, I, I thought. Possibly. Might be the 12th Doctor, though. I can never remember. Possibly. You never know. Oh, yes, in the Witchfinders. Yes. Mm. There you go. Oh, yes, of course. There, Yeah, you're right. You're right. I find it kind of interesting that when... Um, when the doctor meets Kampo Rinpoche for the first time, um, he makes reference to like forgiving the doctor for not bringing him a scarf. Oh yes. I also have that note and I assume you thought the same thing. Well, I, I, I think it, I think we're interpreting it as a fourth doctor reference before getting to the fourth doctor. Um, I wouldn't be surprised However, if there was actually some sort of like tradition of that. But since Robot was being filmed at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I was just going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be. It, it could be. I saw no story notes indicating that it was. Yes. But, you know, you know, this is the end of Pertwee's We're on. You know, Tom Baker is coming next. Somebody says scarf and you're like, oh, yeah. And it symbolizes friendship. Yeah. I don't know if I if the. Well, I mean, the giving of a gift does, but I feel like they wouldn't have mentioned a cotton scarf if it wasn't that wasn't the thing that symbolizes friendship. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was also very yeah very interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, Sarah Jane was great throughout this. Um, totally, even when she was possessed. Oh, okay. What? What a twist. And you know what? Now that you mentioned that, I do have another thing that I I just want to mention, but we'll talk about that. I I didn't even think that for a second, especially when she teleported them. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this seems normal. Where she's like, they showed me how to do it. And I was like, huh? Okay, yeah. I wasn't (laughs) even thinking about her being taken over by the spider. Yeah. And that was such a great twist. And yeah, that was such a great scene. Loved it. Um, very, very cool. I will say, so we do have some, cl- you know, some cliffhangers in here that are, that are fine. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the spider and at the end of episode one, and then, um, Lupton just disappearing in episode two, episode oh, yes. three, yep, yep. the doctor gets electrocuted and is seemingly dead. Um, episode four, one isn't, uh, isn't that great where it's like, oh, doctor, like he gets caught. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get something that I haven't seen. So the end of episode five, we have Tommy standing, uh, guard at the door. Yes. And he's being electrocuted by 70,000 people. Um, and he's just standing there. Um, and then, you know, they, they all conjure, they, they, they call collect, uh, and they get more power and they shock him. And that's how the episode ends is with them shocking him and we don't see what happens and then episode six starts and you're like okay a recap great um mm-hmm. it's different it is and i actually feel like there was a story note about that but it was so kind of convoluted that i didn't bother throwing it in there oh man well 
I know, I, I'm sorry. No, that is fine. I gotta say, I wish they'd do this with all of them. <laughs> because basically what happens is we, you know, it starts off with like, oh boy, they're gonna electrocute them. But then they cut to new stuff. <clears throat> so we, it's like you can't go behind this door and then we're behind the door and we're seeing that's where we get the Sarah Jane twist that she, she's she been taken over by a spider. Um, and right. it's just very... I just it's very well done to where we're getting new scenes and we're getting the reminder of how we ended the the fifth episode. I thought that was really creative and something that at least I don't remember seeing um, in any of our classic who view where it's just like we you know, I usually what happens is we start. You know, we end episode four, episode five starts. I go, okay, how? F- uh, yeah, what here's, here's, the, here's the note if you want to hear it. Yes. I do. I would love to hear it. Right. So, so the note um, on, on, on Tarnas Data Core says, unusually, the reprise at the beginning of part six features multiple scenes that were not shown in part five before it reaches the cliffhanger point. Barry Letts explains on the DVD commentary that the reason for this is because the scenes were originally shot for part five, but he felt the special effects backgrounds didn't really work, so he chose to cut them. However, this meant that part six was running short. Therefore, Letts had to reinsert the cut sequences into the episode's reprise in order to fit the required time slot. Uh, that's great. I th- And honestly, I think, like, again, I, you know, this is already a, a special episode because it's it's john pertwee's last episode i thought this just made it even more unique to where um Mm -hmm. we're we're seeing stuff that like i like i said we usually go from like oh the doctor's in peril and then it's like here's the next episode oh it's two minutes of the last episode i'm just gonna fast forward it but i did that this time and i went wait a minute what's happening here and i backed up and i went oh Mm -hmm. this is very interesting so i I really appreciated that, even though it kind of seems like maybe it might have been a mishap, but I think it worked out really well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I liked it. Is there anything else? I I don't think so. Um, I mean, the, I guess the only other the other thing was, I mean, uh, I thought the regeneration scene was 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 nice. I thought it was very well done. I also don't remember um, <coughs> Hertwee's last line. What is it? Tears? What does he say? Tears oh, for I, me? I don't honestly. know. I thought it was... I, anyway, very good regeneration scene. Um, helped along by Time Lords we didn't know existed. Yeah. Um, also, I guess technically, uh, this is also possibly a Time Lord that still exists. Theoretically. Theoretically. So it could be could. very interesting. <clears throat> you heard it here yep. first, folks. Canpo is uh, Ruby Sunday. You heard it here first. I don't. I wow. Don't, okay. I, okay. I, I don't know. Whatever. Sure. Whatever. All right. Let's uh, let's start uh, let's start hitting some buttons here. Yes, please. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time. Oh boy. Um. Well, we do get a lot of the doctor. Um, chopping legs and flipping yep. people. Um, we get a hearty explosion at the end. <clears throat> we do. Um, I, I would argue the whole chase scene. <clears throat> yes, the whole chase scene. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Um, 
I have I have I have a note here. It says hitting Yates with a stick. I don't remember exactly what part that was. That's probably Tommy. I also like Tommy was just like, hey, uh, you better go to bed or I'll beat you up. Yeah. It's like, whoa, okay. Yeah. In fact, I'm a little surprised that during the time that, you know, the bullies were were calling collect and getting more power. Tommy didn't just walk up to him and start beating them. But yeah, that seemed weird. But, you know, whatever, I guess. It served Uh, the story. Yes. Um, What else? What else? I think that might be everything. Um, Good bet. There's a lot going on. I'm uh, I'm going to go four and a half. Really? Yeah. Four and a half, five. I am I am actually for once significantly uh, uh, further up the scale for oh, you. Oh, I was going to say this what you rarely are. happens. Yeah, what are you like a six happens. and a half? I'm a seven. Oh, a seven. Okay. I that chase scene was amazing. You know, Pertwee got to go out having like a big adventure. Yeah. Um, there's lots of yeah, lots of karate choppers. There's lots of physical action. Um, it just all kind of kind of hit some of those buttons all right i'm not mad at it no it's all good it's all good we happen to just line up most of the time yeah just not all the time and that's okay that is perfectly fine all right let's see uh i don't really think there's going to be anything behind here but we'll hit the button anyway yep gathering close it's time for the behind the coast (laughs) taylor you know, this story is not really scary unless you're easily fooled by Halloween decor quality spiders. Yeah, I guess if you're just like at the sight of any kind of spider-like creature, that might be scary but uh, or creepy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you're right. You're right on this. Hopefully, if anything, you even if you are horribly arachnophobic, and my heart goes out to you if you are, yes. you can go, wait a second, I'm watching a TV show from 50 years ago. Yes. They're not going to get me. Yes. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, next time isn't a long time. No. Because next time's uh, in like f- in four days. Basically. We're going to be at, at Gallifrey One. We're going to be doing our our recordings live from Gallifrey. Uh, from who, who, kn- who knows what amazing guest stars we'll have. That's true. Who knows? We don't. Um, <laughs> we certainly don't. Yeah, we have no idea. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be, you know, we'll do our, our usual coverage. Um, if you are listening to this before you head out to Gallifrey One, uh, safe travels. Yes. Um, and also, if you see us, come say hello. If you're not going to be able to please. make one of our, our meetups, please please let us know. We always love talking to people who um, have listened to one of our episodes or all 300 of them. Uh, oh, man. Still weird to think about. I know. Yeah. So we'll be doing uh, we'll be doing day maybe maybe day zero coverage. We'll see. Day zero, one, two, three, and then we'll figure out day four. Yep. All right. Well, until then, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter because apparently I've given up on all the other ones. I tried. It didn't work out. I'm back there yeah. now. Uh, at yeah. JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter. At BusBuddha71. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Please rate and review us as well. You can also find us on SoundCloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. 
Uh, notlg.myspreadshop.com is where you can find all of the NOTLG <coughs> merchandise. That sweet, sweet merchandise that I forgot to order before Gallif. Same. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I thought about doing a rush order today, and then I, oh. went, I went, no, it's just not. No. It's fine. It's okay. If somebody else is wearing one, we will go nuts and take a picture with you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash NOTLG. That helps keep the back catalog up on SoundCloud. So any donations that way are appreciated. Okay. So 300 episodes, 300 more to go. I don't know how this works. I couldn't even tell you how many more to go. I don't know, but many, many, here's to many, many more. We appreciate everyone on this, joining us on this weird long journey that we've been on. Um, and uh, you won't have to wait long for episode 301. We'll see you at Gallifrey yep. and we'll talk to you then. See ya. Good Lord, 300. Yeah, here we go.